Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The following program is a production of Faith to Victory Ministries. When we purposely and knowingly and willingly sin against God's law, what do you think we're doing? We're, we're, we're blocking God. We're, we're hindering progress. God's progress. Welcome to Faith to Victory Sunday Worship with minister and founder of Faith to Victory Ministries, Michael Collins. Now, here's today's message. God's divine purpose for your life. What has really God designed for me to do with my life? And it is for you to be able to bear that spiritual fruit. John fifteen five describes our relationship to Jesus Christ in this way. It says that he is divine and that we are the branches. And John fifteen sixteen this says that you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit, that your fruit should remain, that whatsoever you ask of the Father in my name, he may give it to you. What exactly, when we talk about spiritual fruit, what, what, what is spiritual fruit? Well, we can first determine and understand what spiritual fruit is by defining the difference between spiritual fruit and spiritual gifts. Spiritual gifts are given to each and every one of us for the use, for the glory of God. We're, we are specifically supposed to use these gifts for to glorify God, to honor Him. Spiritual fruit is what is developed through the utilization of the spiritual gifts. Let me say that one more time. A spiritual gift... It's something that's given to us by God to use for His glory. Okay? And spiritual fruit is developed through the utilization of that spiritual gift that God has given us. Amen? The fruit of the Spirit comes to us when we receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. However, it only comes to us in kind of a small portion or as a small seed, if you will, which has to be nurtured and it has to be developed and, and grown into maturity, into our lives. How exactly do we do this? Well, it's done through prayer and, and, and by the reading and studying of God's Word. 
And, and this is not should be uh, on an every now and then basis. It should be on a daily basis. There should be a, a commitment to that in our lives on a, on a daily basis, a conviction. By doing this, this is how we develop our faith. And then our faith becomes stronger, and it becomes stronger. And we begin to put our faith into action. Amen. If Christ is in us, and if we have accepted him as our personal Lord and Savior, then he is indeed in us. He lives in and through us. Then we should be Christ-like, should we not? The fruit of the Spirit is the evidence, the display of that presence and character of Christ within us. It's his presence is within us that, that enables us to be able to develop the spiritual fruit in our lives. Those qualities about ourselves that, that are, are filled of goodness and, and faithfulness and concern and compassion and joy and love. All the characters of Christ, the characteristics of Christ that we should be exemplifying in our life. In order to be able to bear this fruit, in our life, it's essential and so important for us to to be planted and firmly rooted spiritually. Psalms one uh, one through three talks about this. It, it, it tells us that uh, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. What does he mean by that? That means if you walk in the ways of the world, then you're not going to be blessed. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. That tells us that, you know, if we're doing things in our life that is, is hindering or prohibiting someone from shedding that sin from their life, if, if we're doing something to help them in some kind of way or influence them to continue to live a sinful life, we're not going to be blessed. We don't need to be, as it says, sitting in the seat of the scornful. We don't need to be uh, jawing and jabbering with those who are, are scornful people, who are malicious people, who are gossipers, who are uh, persecutors, condemners. We don't need to be putting ourselves in that kind of situation. The man who's going to be blessed, as it says here, is going to find his delight in the law of the Lord. And in his law does he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither. And whatsoever he does shall prosper. Amen. A big contrast presented there in Psalms 1, 1 through 3 about the life lived according to, to walking in the, in, in the world's way and, and a life lived walking according to God's way and according to God's will. The difference in how your life is going to be uh, effective for the kingdom of God or how you're going to be blessed or not blessed. If you want to be a bearer of spiritual fruit in your life, 
you must have that rejection of sin. And that should become your first order of business for you to have an increasing desire to be able to walk in godliness, to walk in holiness and delight in God's law, to live a righteous life. And what, what have we always said the word righteous means? To be to living, living right, to be in a right standing with God, to have a right mind for God, a right heart for God, doing the right thing. The desire to follow God can't come to fruition in your life. It can't mature. It can't bloom. It can't blossom. It can't bear fruit in your life when sin takes precedence over your relationship with him. Let me say that again because this is very important. The desire to follow God and to follow his way, to follow his will for your life, cannot come to fruition. It cannot mature. It cannot blossom or bloom, if you will, if you will. When sin takes precedence, or in other words, it becomes more important in your life than your relationship with him. To be able to spark that desire to follow God's will, we need to be seeking whatever is spiritually nourishing for you, whatever is good that's going to help you grow spiritually and mature spiritually. Seek out a good Bible-based church. If, if, you're, if you're not going to church or you're not a member of a church, when I say Bible-based, a church that teaches from the Word of God, not a church that teaches a feel-good message, not a church that teaches uh, a, a prosperity message. And, and don't blast me on this because God helps us to prosper. I know He does. God wants to bless us. God wants each and every one of us to prosper. So I'm not. I'm not trying to to to. <laughs> I'm not trying to kick someone who preaches prosperity. I'm not totally against that. But what I'm saying is that's not all you need to hear. You just need to hear the truth that's in God's Word. And, and when I talk about a Bible-based church, that's what I'm talking about. Sometimes that truth can be a little harsh. Sometimes that truth can maybe step on your toes a little bit. But, you know, God wants to get your attention. And, and uh, if that's what it takes to help you to mature spiritually, to help you to, to wake up and open your eyes and, and see some of the things that you're doing in your life that aren't pleasing to God, then, then so be it. Amen. But that's how we spark that desire. You know, we need to seek out a good Bible-based church. We need to seek out positive people who are trying to do the right thing by God that we're trying to do, who are, have the same goals in, our, in their Christian uh, life that we do, striving to have that right relationship with God, to walk in His righteousness, because the most important and the most influential part of becoming what I call a fruit-bearing Christian, is to be planted in the house of God and connected to the body of Christ. Have I always been um, perfect in that area of my life? No, I have not. Have I always been a, a regular attender of church? No, I have not, just like so many of you. But God is working in my life, and God has worked in my life in so many different ways that He's changed a lot of that, and he will change it for you as well. When we purposely and knowingly and willingly sin against God's law, what do you think we're doing? 
we're, we're, we're blocking God. We're, we're hindering progress, God's progress, that he wants to perform in our life. He, God wants to work in your life. God wants to work in and through each and every one of us. And when we purposely and willingly sin in our life, we're hindering God's progress to be able to do that. God wants us to be affected and effective for his kingdom. We have to be affected by how he's working in our life and to be effective for his kingdom. What I mean by that is is, is to have an impact. We talked yesterday about the impact of having a thankful heart and how it impacts your whole Christian witness. Amen? That's what we're talking about here. In Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25, it tells us not to forsake the assembling of ourselves together. In other words, we don't need to get into the habit of not being a part of a church body, not feeling that it's not important in our life, that we don't need that, because we do. God tells us we need it. We need to take his word for it. If we believe the word of God, then we should believe that. Amen? Psalm 92 Verses 13 and 14 tells us this. Those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of God. They shall bring forth fruit in old age. (laughs) They shall be fat and flourishing. Well, I don't necessarily want to have the fat part, but but I'd like to have the flourishing part. You know what I mean? But... uh, that tells us that, that if we're planted in God's house, if, we're root, if our roots are in the church, and, and we have a solid, uh, a, a rooted foundation in our church body, and we are a effective member of that body, then we're going to be blessed for it. We're going to bring forth fruit even in our old age. Amen. The process of, of bearing fruit in our life, it, it's a supernatural process. You know, Jesus produces the fruit and then we bear the fruit the father is the divine gardener who supervises the process amen jesus said in john 15 1 and 2 that i am the vine and my father is the husbandman or the gardener or the pruner or the the caretaker of 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 this vine Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he purges, or he prunes it, he refines it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Isn't that what we do to our flowers and our plants? We prune them so that it can grow new sprouts, bloom new flowers, bear new fruit, that's what God does to us. Amen. Amen. The purging or, or the pruning process that's, that's talked about here is one that many Christians, unfortunately, reject because when they go through difficulties in their life, they always tend to think that the devil is attacking them. And this is what's causing And, and indeed, that is a lot of the reason why it's happening. But what it is is sometimes that God is pruning productive plants for the same reason that a farmer prunes, to produce more fruit. God's trying to refine you. He's trying to, to cut off those parts that, that aren't 
performing, that aren't working right, that are not bearing fruit, that are not accomplishing the purpose, God's divine purpose of bearing fruit that you were designed to do. Amen. Jesus' parable of the barren tree in Luke 13, 6-9 illustrates how God is working continually and patiently with unproductive fruit or unproductive lives to produce productive fruit. Amen. A certain young man who had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, and he came out and he sought fruit and found none. Then he said to the dresser of his vineyard, Behold, these three years I come seeking fruit on this fig tree and find none. Cut it down. Why cumbereth it in the ground? And he answered unto him, Lord, let it alone this year also, till I shall dig it about it, and dung it, and if it bear fruit, well, and if not, then after that thou shalt cut it down. What does this tell us here? That just because the, the tree was not bearing fruit, God, if you're, if you're, let's just say we're talking about you. And, and, and you're not bearing fruit. Is God just going to cut you down and just do away with you? No. God's going to keep working with you. God's going to keep pruning you. He's going to keep trying to fertilize you, if you will. God is going to keep trying to nurture you and try to work with you so that you will bear fruit. And sometimes it might be a painstaking process to get this accomplished in your life, but it's God's divine purpose. And if he has a divine purpose for your life and if you're willing to let him, God will accomplish that purpose. Amen? The book of Galatians identifies the Christ-like qualities that God wants to produce in our lives. It says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. That's from Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 and 23. Notice here that the fruit that they're talking about of the Spirit is singular. Even though there's a lot of things listed here, it's not fruits of the Spirit. It is singular, not plural, fruit of the Spirit. But it's defined nine separate ways here. So in closing today, all of us need to look a little more closely at, at ourselves and ask ourselves the question, am I bearing fruit? Am I bearing spiritual fruit for the glory of God? Or am I hindering and obstructing God's divine purpose for my life? And you know, none of us want to be doing that. If God has a, if the almighty sovereign God of the universe has a divine purpose for your life, why do you want to hinder it? Why do you want to obstruct it? Why do you want to block it? Why do you want to reject it? To bear fruit which in turn is going to produce more than what we were created for. To, to be able to bear that fruit is, is a blessing. It's a privilege. And it's by God's grace that we are considered worthy enough by the Almighty God to be able to bear fruit for Him. Amen? Is there any sin in your life that's, that's disconnecting you or, or distracting you? from what God desires to accomplish through you. When we allow this to happen, 
we're missing out so much on so many blessings that God wants to uh, let us experience in our life. Blessings that could have such a potential impact on our lives and other lives and those that we could be affecting through our life witness. Amen. I want you to seek today to and ask God to remove whatever is standing in the way of you being that bearer of spiritual fruit that he wants you to be. Amen. God has that desire for each and every one of his children. It says in 2 Peter 1.8, For if these things be in you and abound, they make you that you shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. It says, For if these things be in you, in other words, those qualities that, that cause us to be able to bear fruit, those, that, that, that character of Christ, that Christ-likeness, and if they abound, if they, if they multiply, if they produce fruit in other people, then they're making you that, that you should never be barren of that spiritual fruit because you have the knowledge of your Lord Jesus Christ and you have him living in you and through you which should be helping you each and every day to accomplish and to be openly receiving God's divine purpose for your life, and that is to bear spiritual fruit. Thank you for listening to today's program. Join Michael again next week for another encouraging message from God's Word on Faith to Victory Sunday Worship. For more daily inspiration and encouragement from Faith to Victory Ministries, Find us on Facebook, Google+, and YouTube. This is the Faith to Victory Radio Network.